0: Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of SAPE Speaks, a podcast brought to you by Sexual Assault Peer Educators. Safe is a student group committed to educating the Georgetown community about interpersonal violence and supporting survivors of sexual assault. SAPE hopes that this collection of conversations will encourage, support, educate, and inspire necessary dialogue in the Georgetown community. As a content note, issues of sexual assault and other forms of interpersonal violence will be explored and discussed. Please prioritize your well-being while listening to these podcasts. We want to remind listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are a representation of the speakers themselves, and not all reflect those of SAPE, Health Education Services, or Georgetown. With all of that, let's dive into today's episode, where we hope to learn more about how rape culture is perpetuated through music.
1: The phrase rape culture has been used so often and in the incorrect context such that it has lost its gravity. For this reason we wanted to provide the definition that Sape uses and that we will employ throughout our discussion. We define rape culture as a culture in which dominant cultural ideologies, media images, and social social practices and societal institutions support and legitimize sexual abuse by normalizing, trivializing, and eroticizing violence against women and blaming victims for their own abuse. Within this podcast, we want to focus specifically on music as a vehicle to examine the way interpersonal violence is often reflected and produced by popular culture. With that said, let's introduce ourselves and then discuss some songs.
2: Hi, my name is Alex Brown. I'm a sophomore and I use he, him pronouns.
1: Hi, I'm Leah Gilleran. I'm also a sophomore and I use she, her pronouns.
0: Hi, I'm Noah Offman. I'm a sophomore um, and I also use she, her pronouns.
3: And hi, my name is Taugman. I am a junior
2: and I use she-hers pronouns. So now we're going to start with our first genre today, which is pop. Alex, take it away. So, our first song today is Animals by Maroon 5. So I'll just read some lyrics for you first. Baby, I'm praying on you tonight, hunt you down, eat you alive, just like animals. Maybe you think that you can hide, I can smell your scent for miles, just like animals. And so, with this song, I think we really wanted to discuss the kind of predatory, um, predator prey dynamic that's going on here between like, a man and a woman and how that relates to rape culture. So, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think that this sort of dehumanizes the act of sex, especially in relation to a man and a woman, um, and kind of makes it this predatory thing rather than something that should involve joy from both parties.
0: Yeah, and like this these lyrics honestly create like a sense of fear and violence like they're very violent i'm gonna eat you alive like hunt you down um and even then you can like kind of sense like a power dynamic in which like a consensual sexual act would not be permissible um and also the line of like maybe you think that you can hide implies that there's a lack of consent um so yeah it's crazy because i remember listening to this when i was in like sixth grade and
3: seventh grade and i totally just like sang along but in this context and looking at the lyrics and breaking it down it's definitely very problematic and i feel like with a lot of these pop songs are extremely popular people don't really look at the lyrics in the context that it was written in and just sing yeah. along and that can be extremely harmful
0: yeah and you think also about like maroon 5 like they've also released tons of other songs that are totally like pg and like and so when you put that together it's hard to like especially if it's like normalized like there's so many songs like that where it's like i totally sing along to that when i was 12 years old with actually no understanding of what it meant and like also probably when you play a song like that at like a party or in a kind of social context and you actually are like it almost i mean obviously i'm i can't speak on behalf of everyone but i'm sure that it's triggering for some people who those lyrics might not sit well with um yeah
2: well, I think another point with the lyrics is that often you're seeing them all the time and hearing them all the time on the radio, which is kind of the big thing about pop music, because that's everywhere, right? It's yeah. all, mm-hmm. all over the radio, all over everyone's um, Spotify Wrapped, and so like when you hear it all the time, you internalize the lyrics, and so that's kind of the perpetuation of rape culture that we're talking about when we talk about music, is that you're hearing these words all the time, and you're starting to think that this sort of culture is alright, because someone that you idolize, like maybe Maroon 5, yeah, or maybe not so much recently, but like Maroon 5, <laughs> Um, yeah, is doing something like that and you think that it's okay.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, Leo, do you want to do the next one?
1: Yeah, sure. So, our next song is Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. Um, I'm going to read these lyrics. Um, first, I hate these blurred lines. I know you want it. And then, from a different section, talking about getting blasted, I hate these blurred lines, but you're a good girl. The way you grab me must want to get nasty. Go ahead, get at me. Um, I think like the first thing I noticed right away from this song, there's a like often repeated I know you want it, which mm-hmm. I think echoes something we hear a lot in rape culture, which is like she wanted it referring yeah, to the like victim blame it, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and then also like it's as if like body language somehow implies consent. Like in the part that's like the way you grab me, as if like that means that it's automatically yes um but also like in safe we talk a lot about like verbal consent and like not only a yes but an emphatic yes so that directly goes against that
2: yeah and i think another part of this is that like it off it seems as though there's coercion involved Mm -hmm. with getting the yes and so like even if it's an emphatic yes after hearing all of these things like this person's like coercing a person to say yes and say like saying like let go and i know you want me it's like trying to convince the person that they're trying to um get with to have sex with them mm-hmm.
3: yeah i mean overall just to add
0: on there's a lot of implying
3: and not a lot of communicating yes like how did he know that she like what did what do you mean by you're a good girl and to mm-hmm. get again
0: that's another really interesting one because it's like also like beyond consent also just like the like like the good girl like mm-hmm. is, is this a girl or like a woman like how old is this person and yeah. then also just like the like purity culture where like the same things that like men are like celebrated for, like in this song, like girls mm-hmm. are like demonized for, or, like they're celebrated for being like, pure. So I didn't even notice that. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, and I think again, like just like the Maroon Five song, this song got a lot of popular success. It was on the radio. I remember when it was popular, everyone was like singing it. In I think it was around middle school
2: for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Very
2: true. And I think one more thing before we move on to the next song is like with the good girl dynamic. Is talking about the infantilization of women yeah specifically and talking about how it's attractive when women like art like look younger or act younger or act yeah. less mature um which is playing or like into, more innocent too more innocent, yeah. yeah it's playing into that with those lyrics that's a really good point um
0: okay now i'm going to read some lyrics from blame it on the alcohol which i'm sure you can already get a sense of why that's a problem um so it goes hey she say she usually don't but I know that she in because shoddy know what she want but she doesn't want to seem like she easy I hear you saying what you want what you won't do but you know we probably gonna do what you've been feeling deep inside shoddy got drunk thought it was all a dream so I made her say I I um and so I mean if you ever been to one of our like facilitations we talk about how like drug facilitated assault sometimes it it's not all that straightforward um but here this is pretty black and white um you can clearly see that you know she said she doesn't like the it essentially is implying that the reason she's saying she doesn't want to is because she doesn't want to seem like she's easy when really there's a variety of reasons why people don't want to engage in sexual activity um and also just the idea that like having alcohol in your system again going back to like um again going back to like Victim blaming, like oh, like now she just like regrets it in the morning. That kind of sentiment is definitely like very applicable here.
1: Yeah, I think another thing, um, the line about um, she don't want to seem like she's easy that reminds me of what we just talked about with "But You're a Good Girl," yeah. which is sort of this idea that it's an achievement for men to like coerce innocent women into having sex with them, mm-hmm. um, and that comes up a lot in these songs.
0: Yeah. I also just, like, again, remember singing this song as a child yeah. and, like, not understanding. Like, that's a common theme is that, like, it because it's music so much of the time, we forget about the lyrics. Um, and it it makes it, it's almost like a, like, the same way, like, comedy is often used to, like, get across ideas and people don't really realize because they're just laughing. Like, I think music does the exact same thing. And so even if we're not, like, really internalizing the lyrics, we're still kind of perpetuating a culture even if it's like passively by like singing them time and time again, playing them every time you play a song, obviously like it broadens the popularity. The person makes more money. Um, yeah, I don't know.
3: Yeah. I feel like the weird thing for me about this song is like I initially like interpreted the um, title as like him blaming it on the alcohol and like coercing her, mm-hmm. but it seems like he's like doing a lot of mental backflips mm-hmm. into like analyzing what she wants and what she yeah. doesn't want. So it's like what are you even drunk if you're able to just like make all these connections Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. No and for sure. Another thing we should recognize with the song is, is by Jamie Foxx. And so like to our like earlier point about like who we respect. Jamie Foxx is like a well respected actor. He's in a lot of movies that and yeah. won a lot of awards. And so when you see someone who you respect for doing a lot of serious material and then you hear them singing the song to go back to the point I made about room five it's like you respect them even more and so you're more willing to believe them when they put something like this out into the world. Um, and so like, yeah. Yeah,
3: on. and to that point too, it's like not just Jamie Foxx. It's like a culture where he that where he feels like he's allowed Oh for sure. To be like yes, incentivized yeah. just to say stuff like that. So it might catch people off guard to like read these lyrics like right now just just read these lyrics out loud right now and be like wow Jamie Foxx said that but it's like why should we be surprised uh, when it's like yeah, the culture just incentivizes that to such an extent where like these are just some generic lyrics. He probably was just like, "Oh, it's not a big of a deal. I'm gonna add it to the songs. So it's gonna be yeah. generic. Like thousands of songs says the same thing." Yeah, so it's
0: fine. I also think it's super startling when you actually take away the music and we're just yeah. speaking it. Like I yeah. think that's part of when like, you mm-hmm. know, like very first song, Alex started talking it out loud. As soon as you take away like the rhythm and like the music, it's super jarring. Mm-hmm. But like for some reason, because you know we talked about like music not only producing culture but also reflecting it like you were saying like it just like we take it to be like it it doesn't ever get um, called out because like there's a reason why these songs are so popular you Mm -hmm. know
2: well and I think in terms of like talking about who wrote the song there's a formula for these songs right Mm -hmm. and we should identify the fact that rape culture is a part of that formula like who knows if Jamie Foxx wrote this song in particular and I'm not trying to take well maybe you wouldn't want to be known for writing the song, but like a lot oftentimes pop songs are written by other people. Yeah. And they're written by a production cycle where people just like pump out a lot of different songs and they mm-hmm. all sound the same. And like they're all perpetuating the rape culture, which is like, it's just to say like, it's not just like individual people, mm-hmm. even though we're reading lyrics from specific songs, it's like an industry that's allowing mm-hmm. this to happen. Yeah, for sure.
3: And a lot of these songs too are like classic party songs. And like, what does that say about our party culture? We're really, right. like yeah. hearing like these like perceptions about sex all the time to just like be in a party setting
0: and have social that. setting and like we're like, <laughs> like interpersonal like you you are we're talking and attracting someone. with people the most oh yeah
3: on that note um <laughs> the next song we're gonna cover is a birthday classic hey sex by jeremiah it's been around since forever it's everybody's favorite but i'm gonna read some lyrics from that see you sexy and them jeans got me on tent one two three Think I got you pinned. Don't tap out, fight until the end. Ring that bell, we're gonna start over over uh, over again. Yeah, so I think like the problematic line, right, Mm -hmm. is don't tap out, fight until the end. It's like what kind of fighting is happening? I like I obviously just never actually listen to these lyrics, but it's like I got you pinned and don't tap out, fight until the end. And like this goes back to just like the whole portraying sex as like a fight and like yeah. there's gonna be someone who's like winning. There's gonna be someone. Who's it's guessing, like yeah. It's and this there's like, no enjoyment involved.
0: The same thing is like that kind of like predator prey dynamic. There's somebody who's clearly like taking control, and the other person is kind of just like you can see like a very clear power differential, and like it's eroticizing that like inherently it's so funny because like whenever I think
3: about this song I think about it as like a very giving thing it's like wow
0: birthday sex yeah it's a gift yeah Mm -hmm. but
3: when you actually listen to the lyrics it's like it's the exact opposite fight you yeah it's just
0: like a cute little thing (laughs) yeah because like I mean also if you think about the kind of music that goes behind this like that makes sense like it's very misleading and I also think that's true of, like, a lot of the songs. You have this juxtaposition of, like, tune and, like, sound and rhythm that's super upbeat, but these, like, super violent, like, horrible lyrics that you, like, don't even listen to them. It, like, sanitizes it, you know?
2: And I think that's the big thing about pop as a genre when we talk about, like, great culture that it's always sanitized because it's not made... It's made for an audience, like a completely broad audience, and so it's supposed to be, you're not supposed to really listen to the lyrics, you're just supposed to hear the sound and know it, and know that you might like it. Um, and that's like the big thing about pop specifically versus other genres of music. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. like they're writing these lyrics because it's a formula, and that formula is about rape culture, um, but expecting people to just kind of gloss over it instead of actually listening to the lyrics.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting that the genre that's meant to appeal to the most people has all of these sort of the like we picked some of the most explicit examples of rape culture in these songs, but like there's a lot of pop songs that are more subtle about it, and they all do like extremely well on the charts. And I think that's mm-hmm. interesting. that There's that kind of like formula, mm-hmm.
2: and and I think it's, it's been going on for a long time too. Mm-hmm. Like if we think of the song we didn't choose, but the song "Every Move You Make" by the Police, mm-hmm. like that was made. Correct me if I'm wrong, in the 80s, which is like, it's just been, this, this has been perpetuated. Oh, yeah. It's never changed over time, um, which is sad to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now we're going to talk about a new genre. We're going to switch to rap, and Alex is going to introduce our first song.
2: Yeah, so uh, our first song today is Love Game by Eminem, so I'm just going to read some lyrics from it. Um, she's racing at me, okay, you want to F with me, eh? Snatched that bee out her car through the window. She's screaming. I body slam her on the cement until the concrete gave and created a sinkhole. Buried the stink hoe in it. Then paid to have the street repaved. Ouch. Yeah. I
1: think, um, like it's this real, is one of the yeah. ones where when you hear it without the music. It's, it's just dancing. like so jarring.
0: And yeah. like, I was. I'm like sitting here and I'm like, I. C- I don't. I'm thinking like. Can, like Humans wouldn't say that out loud. Right. Yeah. But as soon as, again, it's just like, I've totally heard this song before and I haven't actually thought about it. Um, I don't know. Like that, yeah, wow. Yeah,
2: uh, I think what's interesting about this song is it's not explicitly talking about sex. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, But it still feeds into rape culture because it's allowing, it's making an allowance for violence, right? And it's kind of perpetuating that it's okay to be violent.
0: Well, it's not even like making... Well, yes, it never actually says anything to do with sex or, like, consent or anything like that, but there is a definite implication that there's, like, some sort of, like, sexual thing going on here, but all of the sexual references are violent, like, body slamming, um, the concrete gave in, like, that's we know that they're talking about sex but it's why do we know that like if you if you don't under like there's just like such deep-rooted associations between sex and violence that like we can look at this and still know that there's sexual connotations right
3: and then you look at the title right it's like love game yeah it's Mm -hmm. like what what is this about like is this when love? That scream love to me. Like, this is just violent. You can... I yeah. Don't, I don't
2: know. Yeah. If he
3: didn't have the word she in there. It could just sound like he's literally just beating someone up. Like, yeah. It doesn't yeah. sound like this is a relationship. And love implies that, like, the other person is also enjoying it. and Yeah. In it and that,
0: like... This well, is like, that's what sex like. should imply, yeah. too. Yeah.
2: And I, I think if it didn't have the term love to it, like... But, he, it, like, it would be completely different, like you said. But because it does in my head when I read it like you make some sort of allowance for it mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be love mm-hmm. right and it's like that's always the excuse you hear like it's out of love and especially when we're talking about abuse um, like it's it's it, the major excuse is always out of love um, mm-hmm. and that, that, that kind of discounts the effect that it has on people yeah.
1: okay um, our next song is called U O E N O and it's by Rocco and Rick Ross Rocco Rick Ross and Future um <laughs> So the lyrics are, I die over these Reeboks, you ain't even know it. Put Molly all in her champagne, she ain't even know it. I took her home and I enjoyed that, she ain't even know it.
0: it this one that. feels like so personal. <laughs> like, I really hope that this is self-explanatory. Um, this is Jeez. just, like, blatant. Like like, he drugged her. Um, yeah. And it's, again, you put it in a song and you in- instantly romanticize it. Um or at least give, like, a platform to it. But, like, that she didn't even know it is, like, repeated over and over again, yet we still play that kind of song. Mm-hmm. There's,
3: like, an emphasis on the fact that she was unconscious, mm-hmm. and, like, it says, I took her home, and I enjoyed that. That sounds like mm-hmm. you got drunk, you went to Taco Bell, like, <laughs> got something, <laughs> bring home, and you eat it. It doesn't yeah, sound like... A human on the yeah, other yeah. end of yeah. that. I enjoyed that. No, it's yeah,
0: it's, it's an... Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It, that, like, it's talking about a human being, but, like, literally the definition of objectifying them. Like, you are literally referring to them as an object as opposed to, like, a human being with actual capacity to, like, express their feelings had you not drugged them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so now switching into the genre of country where women seem to very regularly be, likened to trucks. Um... <laughs> This is Mud on the Tires by Brad Paisley. So it goes, I tell you what we need to do is grab a sleeping bag or two and build us a little campfire. And then with a little luck, we might just get stuck. Let's get a little mud on the tires. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's a lot less like explicit and violent Mm -hmm. than the other songs, but sometimes that can be equally as problematic because you are furthering this association between a woman and an inanimate object, Um, and also it's like, I'll tell you what we need to do as if Mm -hmm. it's like, it's not a conversation. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's not nearly as explicit, but sometimes when it is like not overt, it's a lot harder to recognize, but there's definitely something there.
1: And I think just the metaphor that was chosen of mud on tires, it's not really something like you would want to hear as like representative of the sex like consensual sex, Yeah. yeah
3: anything yeah. like the like mud too like i don't know if i'm reading this too far but it's like getting into what we talked about earlier with like purity culture and yeah. like how sex is supposed to be like tainting mm. and dirty and all of that Lucky that like, is
0: an incredible point and like
3: there's a place there's a place for like fantasizing about that but there's yeah. also like why is that just the overt like mm-hmm. metaphor that's used like over and over and over and over again like why are we re- reading it like a little mud on the tires and we know that he's talking about like well let's have sex mm-hmm. yeah like that shouldn't be the Mental connection. There's
0: also like very much like a masculine association with like driving and trucks mm. and like country music. <laughs> and so like the over sexualization of a truck is just like, is that supposed to be what how we perceive woman? Is this like thing that men are supposed to drive? Like mm. I don't know. I think that's interesting too. Yeah. Um yeah,
3: time totally the this this
0: holiday season is approaching to mm-hmm. close us off. We're gonna
3: do a holiday bonus segment and Uh, we're going to be discussing some lyrics some christmas lyrics um so baby it's cold outside um the lyrics go i ought to say no 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 sir mine if i move in closer and notice it's like switching between a a male and a female voice right Mm -hmm. so i ought to say no 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 sir i think that's a woman speaking Mm -hmm. and mine if i move in closer is a man speaking the woman goes at least i'm going to say that is that the at least i'm gonna say that i tried what's the sense of hurting what's the sense of hurting my pride and then the woman goes i really can't stay and the man says baby don't hold out baby is cold outside um
0: this is like epitome of a coercion yeah basically yes absolutely um, but it's also like very much portrayed as like a ro- like when I think of a song prior to like having heard it just like read out like I think of like a Christmas tree mm-hmm. and like like a very like intimate like romantic like almost like you know like a very like loving interaction and then you actually like listen to the lyrics and you're like she's saying no I ought to say no 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 not once three times <laughs> and then he goes mind if I'm moving closer like directly just ignoring right. her sentiment mm-hmm. all right awesome. over his yeah. head yeah
3: and the thing I'm like focusing on is like the part where he talks about what's the sense of hurting my pride yeah. it's like pride has mm-hmm. nothing to do with this if a woman says no or if any, a man says no anyone says no it has nothing to do with your pride like they don't want to do it and let's end it there and the connection of pride like male pride like when they're getting denied there's like this overwhelming like or like overdone um like image of like being emasculated when a woman denies sex or like um sexual attraction i feel like that emphasis on pride is really toxic because it mm-hmm she might be really into you but she just doesn't want to have sex and has nothing to do with pride and has nothing to do with and, and that shouldn't be the focus of the act itself
2: yeah yeah and i think another part i want to point out was baby don't hold out mm-hmm. which kind of falls into the crude culture aspect of something we haven't really talked about we kind of talked about the, you know, the, other, the other side of it but it gets into the kind of the innocence um part where it's like Either the woman's either a prude if she doesn't have sex, Mm -hmm. or kind of she's worth like a slut or a whore if she does, and so it's there's no winning and kind of this is showing that specific um, difference there. And I think one thing we should mention before we kind of end our segment is the is the fact that most all of the examples we use so far have at least implied a heteronormative relationship Mm -hmm. or a heterosexual relationship, and we should emphasize that. This happens in homosexual relationships and like, non-heterosexual non-heter- relationships as well. Um, a, a similar dynamic can occur. It's just that, sadly, popular culture historically has been heteronormative. Yeah. And so those are the examples that we could find.
3: Yeah. I feel like a lot of uh, people listening to this podcast, right, will be like... Well, I do enjoy like listening to these songs, mm-hmm. but I just never noticed these lyrics. And yeah. for me, if you gloss like over it and if the people writing these songs like just follow like you said the generic formula of writing a pop song, why does it have to, is it necessary for these right. lyrics to be in there? Yeah. Like, we have a culture that well, maybe you don't care because you don't really listen to the lyrics, but like why are we tolerating it? If we yeah. don't care then mm-hmm. that's I think for me that's more of a case of like taking it out and creating more victim-centric space like for example parties, yeah survivor-centric well yeah yeah survive, sorry, Survivor-centric. okay um, space um at parties during holidays i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of these lyrics are not necessary
0: yeah and like upholding that safe space and creating 100 mm-hmm. percent um, and then just, like, the last point, I think that also we have a lot of these broader conversations about trying to detach, like, artists from their music, mm-hmm. and this is embedded in the very, like, language of the actual lyrics, like, mm-hmm. you can't detach that, regardless of, like, what you think of the um, artists, like, the actual songs are furthering these, like, systems and cultures of interpersonal mm-hmm. violence, and that's something that we need to be moving away from, or at least at the very least cognizant of. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talk about like where you can be a bystander and it may seem super passive or small, but like even changing a song in this case Mm -hmm. um, can be an act of being a bystander. So I think that's also important to recognize. Does anyone have anything else they
3: wanna add? yeah like beyond like you said beyond the artist piece right yeah it's about holding not only the artist accountable for what they're choosing to say and put into their songs but also the culture accountable yeah um and i think that's an extremely important piece you might really like brad paisley you might really like Eminem, but understand that they are like actors within, within this culture that incentivizes um Violence against women uh, and make it and normalizes women uh, violence against women is extremely important. Even if you you know idolize Brad Paisley or like you said Jamie Fox as an actor,
0: yeah, uh, mm-hmm.
2: it's extremely important to to hold the culture accountable still. Yeah, and I think a final point like we chose four genres that we could find examples of, mm-hmm. but this is uh, present throughout all genres of music, and so yeah. we're not picking on genres um, because we think they're especially bad. This is something across music, but we wanted to find. Uh, many different genres that kind of showed and explained a similar culture running through all of our popular culture Mm -hmm. and we just chose music as the kind of form to do that yeah
0: um on that note thank you guys so much that was an awesome conversation if you want to learn more about what safe is doing shameless plug make sure to check us out on instagram at gu underscore safe thank you everyone for listening to this episode of safe speaks Um, And make sure to keep your eye out for our next episode. Thank you, everybody.
2: Thanks, y'all. Bye. Thank you.